You ready? Yes. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to Up in Your Business with Carrie McCoy, a production of FlagandBanner.com. Through storytelling and conversational interviews, this weekly radio show offers listeners firsthand insight into starting and running a business, the ups and downs of risk-taking, and the commonalities of successful people. Connect with Carrie through her candid and informative weekly blog, where you'll read and may comment on her narration of life as a wife, mother, daughter, and entrepreneur. And now it's time for Carrie McCoy to get all up in your business. Thank you, Chris. Like Chris said, I'm Carrie McCoy, and it's time for me to get up in your business. Before we start, I want to introduce the people at the table. We have who you just heard from, Chris Cannon, my co-host, who will be managing the board, taking your calls, and keeping it real. Absolutely. And recording our show to make a podcast available next week is our technician, Jason Malik, from Arise Studio in Conway, Arkansas. If right now you're sitting at your computer, you might want to watch us live on flagandmanner.com's Facebook page. I'm waving to everybody. It's kind of fun to see what goes on behind the scenes. And at the breaks, it's real-time reality radio. If for some reason you miss any part of today's show or want to hear it again, there's a way, and Chris is going to tell you how. Listen to all UIYB interviews by going to flagandbanner.com and clicking on Radio Show. There you'll find over a hundred of our previous podcasts with resource links from each episode. Stay up to date by joining our email list or liking us on Facebook. Day of the show, you'll get a reminder notification and sneak peek of upcoming guests. Back to you, Carrie. Thank you again, Chris. This show, Up in Your Business with me, Carrie McCoy, began as a platform for me, a small business owner and a guest, to pay forward our experiential knowledge in a conversational way. Originally, my team and I thought it would appeal to entrepreneurs and wannabe entrepreneurs, but it seems to have a wider audience appeal because, after all, who isn't inspired by everyday people's American-made stories? It's no secret that successful people work hard But another common trait is underneath their exterior is the heart of a teacher. They're good at communicating and love paying forward their knowledge. Another discovery I find interesting is that most of my guests have a spiritual bent. They believe in a higher power. I guess this enables them to be risk takers. And last, this next discovery really caught me by surprise. And that's that business in of itself is creative. My guest today, Miss Michelle Watermeyer Town, is about as hardworking as it gets, and she is a great communicator. Everybody loves her. Her work nights and days all run together as she writes, photographs, and publishes her monthly magazine, Inviting Arkansas. As I mentioned in the opening, hardworking is a common trait among many successful entrepreneurs, and Michelle is no exception. She began by babysitting at the age of 10. At 16, she landed a job waiting tables at Shoney's Big Boy. As a college student, she continued to juggle work and studies. Some of her early jobs were that of selling office equipment, medical supplies, and advertising. She jokingly says she got an MRS in college because it was there she met and married Mr. John Town. At the early age of 21, Michelle, a Tennessean, Having been raised and schooled in Memphis, married John Town and moved moved with him to Little Rock, Arkansas, where they began their family. After years of being a stay-at-home mom, Miss Michelle Town decided to jump back into the workforce, 
by founding and publishing Inviting Arkansas, a successful magazine that photographs and features fundraising events and its people behind the fundraising events and the nonprofits of Arkansas's very, lot, very, very varied nonprofits. There's a lot of them. This year, in recognition, in recognition of her hard work, the 20th Century Club gave Michelle the Hope Award. And last May, Michelle was on the cover of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette's high-profile section, which I just happen to have a copy of right here if you need another one, Dirt. Michelle. Thank you. It is a pleasure to welcome to the table the hardworking and personable Michelle Watermeyer Town. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. Am I saying your uh, maiden name right, Watermeyer? Watermeyer, that is it. Well, Chris and I were kind of trying to figure that out earlier. We were. Early in life, let's just talk about your early life. Okay. Uh, I read where you said your parents were divorced. They were. And though they were, you had a great Right, they, they shared custody. My parents divorced when I was four. Um, so therefore, it, it made me become a very independent um, young woman, I guess if you want to say. Um, my mom worked, and so I was pretty much took care of me and my brother um, when, when need be. I thank her for that because it certainly made me strong and it certainly made me very, very independent. You know, strife builds character. Absolutely. And uh, it sounds like uh, you have a great work ethic. So you went off to college. I did. And? I went to the University of Tennessee. Believe it or not, I was a chemical engineering major. Really? I always wanted to be in sales. I think it comes back to that trying to please daddy thing. My daddy was an engineer, and I thought, I knew I always wanted to be in sales, but I thought, I'll go into engineering just like my dad, and I loved chemistry. I quickly found out that there had to be a much easier road towards sales. So I immediately switched majors from that to communications. And I had so much fun that I got to come home and I got to go to Memphis State mm -hmm. as I date myself. Mm -hmm. I got to live at home and I got to help pay for school yeah. and get a job. You had so much fun you got to go home. Uh -huh. I had so much fun I got to go home. <laughs> so um, I, I started going to Memphis State. I was waiting tables and selling office equipment and going to school all at the same time. Well, that was a blessing in disguise. Yes, it? it was. That's where I met John Town. Yep. So. And what did he say to you when he asked you to marry him? Uh, do you love me? Do you love me in Little Rock? Do you love me enough to move mm -hmm. to Little Rock? And I did. As I say, when I moved here, I moved to a strange city with a strange man and had to get a new strange job. How long did y'all date before you got married? Not very long. Our first date was June 26th and August 24th. He told me he wanted to marry me. Really? Mm -hmm. And um, I got a ring a couple of months later. And then we didn't marry, though, until August of the following year. But you were only 21 when you got married, right? I was. I think that's unusual. Mm -hmm. We've been married 32 years last week. Wow. Mm -hmm. um, your grandmother was important in your life, right? Oh, she was the best. She is, uh, she was absolutely the best. She died on her 60th birthday, or we buried her, excuse me, on her 60th birthday. She had high blood pressure, but she was I Love Lucy to a T. She was I Love Lucy. She'd drive around in that convertible with that blonde, froofed up hair um, with the air conditioning on in the, in the summer and the heat on in the winter. She was the best cook ever, and she was um, she was a Greek, um, very strong, very independent type of woman. Where'd she grow up? She grew up in Massachusetts. But she moved to Little Rock? She moved to Memphis. She moved I'm to a, Memphis. Right. I'm originally so she, from Memphis. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So she moved to Memphis to, I guess, help your mother? Um, no, is she, she a grandmother on your mother's side of the family? She is the grandmother on my mother's side of the family. Um, my grandfather um, was traveled a lot. He was a, he was a labor lawyer. And he traveled a lot, and they ended up in Memphis. And 
where my my mother was actually born in New York City, but they they all ended up in Memphis. I think my mom was probably a freshman in high school when they moved to Memphis. Oh, okay. And so she lived her life there forever. So she didn't move to Memphis to help support her daughter after her daughter's divorce? No, 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 no. All right. When we come back, I think this is a great place to take a break. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Michelle Town, founder and publisher of Inviting Arkansas. We'll talk about the business of publishing a monthly magazine. That's got to be harrowing, I would think, all the time. Never a dull moment. <laughs> hey, with all those deadlines and about the subject of her, the subject matter of her magazine and who she features, which are Arkansas's nonprofits. We'll be back after a break. Want to create excitement for your business or event? Do it with affordable advertising from Arkansas's flagandbanner.com. We have teardrop banners, retractable banners, and table drapes. We have street pole banners, museum and exhibit banners. We have custom flags, event tents, tailgating poles, auto graphics, and window scrim. And don't forget, welcome home and sale banners. Consult the experts at Arkansas's flagandbanner.com. Go online for a free quote or drop by our historic showroom at 800 West 9th Street in Little Rock. You're listening to Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy, a production of flagandbanner.com. Over 40 years ago, with only $400, Carrie founded Arkansas Flag and Banner. During the last four decades, the business has grown and changed, starting with door-to-door sales, then telemarketing to mail order and catalog sales. And now, a third of their sales come through the internet. And this past year, Flag and Banner added another internet feature, live chatting. Over time, Carrie's business and leadership knowledge grew. As early as 2004, she began sharing her knowledge in her weekly blog. And then in 2009, she founded the nonprofit Friends of Dreamland Ballroom and the 2014 Brave Magazine, whose next publication is slated for October. That was when it was launched in 2014. Today, she has branched out into radio with this very production, podcast, and live stream on Facebook. Each week on this show, you'll hear candid conversations between her and her guests about real-world experiences on a variety of businesses and topics that we hope you'll find interesting and inspiring. If you'd like to ask Carrie a question or share your story, send an email to questions at upyourbusiness.org. That's questions with an S at upyourbusiness.org. Or send her a message on flagandbanner.com's Facebook page. Thank you, Chris. You're listening to Up In Your Business with me, Carrie McCoy. I'm speaking today with Miss Michelle Town, founder and publisher of Inviting Arkansas, a magazine that features people and fundraising events of nonprofits in the great state of Arkansas. Before the break, we talked about uh, how you've always been in sales, that you love sales, which is not really an easy profession. A lot of people are scared to death of sales. We talked about how you've got a great work ethic. You've always worked all your life and how you met um, you met John Town in Memphis in college, when you were in college, and uh, quickly got married and moved to Little Rock. So for those of who have just, who, for those that are listening who have just recently moved here, what advice can you give people about moving to a strange town and how you managed to fit in? And did you, how did you make friends and how did you find a community? Was it through your church? Was it through volunteering? What did you do first? My, my first job here was th- at Datamax. I worked for Barry Simon. Who has been a long-standing 
community supporter. Um, I met him and kind of I'm one of those I don't um, I don't make friends with with everybody. I kind of sit back and feel my crowd and who I want to be but they were very open and very um, supportive and very warm and I'll never forget we were getting ready I was having all of John's family for Thanksgiving my first Thanksgiving I was 21 the whole 18 people were coming over to my little apartment and the girls from the office invited me out for happy hour the day before Thanksgiving and I called home and I said they finally invited me out can I go can I go and he said well sure I said oh I'll just I'll have a drink and I'll be home to take care of Thanksgiving dinner well we probably all know how that ended up and <laughs> <laughs> but those girls became my dear friends and Thanksgiving dinner went off without a hitch the next day when my family arrived oh it did it, so John, it did. John it did. worked while you were gone we, I guess. he did we got it all together we pulled together as family but we did get it all together and it was those girls that um, and guys that I I got to be dear friends with, and some of them are still my friends today, 32 years later. So, uh, so you you kind of melded into the community by getting a job, going to work mm -hmm. in a place that you happen to like other people. Right. I left. Um, I worked at Datamax for about a year, and I left there and went into medical sales, um, and traveled the state. Um, do you have a college degree? I do not. How did you get into medical sales without a college degree? I it, thought that was a requirement. Carrie, I'm Michelle Town. Isn't that the truth? <laughs> it, it's not what you know; it's who you know. I took. I, I have always said, take advantage of every opportunity that's put in front of you. And they were looking for um, a sales rep, and I told them, just give me a chance. Just give me a chance. I said, pay me a thousand dollars a month, and I said, and give me six months. And if I can't do it at the end of six months, then let me go. We shake hands and go off. I stayed with that company for five years until I started my own medical distributorship, and then later decided to have children. You started your own medical distributorship. Mm -hmm. I had about four lines. Um, did it until Hayden was maybe not quite a year old. It was very difficult. My husband sells orthopedics. He was um, usually down in the El Dorado area. Most of my business was in northwest Arkansas. Both of us had to be in surgery at 7 a.m. So um, something had to give. So rather what than... What do you mean had to be in surgery? Um, we both sold um, implantable devices. I sold, I sold barred vascular grafts at the time. And um, my husband sells... Um, orthopedic implants. So you had to be in surgery. What do you mean? You had to be there to hand it to the doctor. Or no, something? you just you just kind of watch. You just you just watch moral support. Just good job. So you not only <laughs> sell the products, you have to be there to see them used. Um, you just make sure that they're opening the right types of things and. Um, so it's uh, complex, Michelle. You're smart. I don't know about that, but but I have um, managed to reinvent myself several different times. Um, That's the creative part about business. I think is mm -hmm. it. You just cannot stop creating it. That's the part that's that I've kind of found to be true since I started this radio show. So uh, you have your children. I do. I have you two boys. You've sold. Did you sell your business? No, I did not. You I just closed. I it. just closed it. And then you're 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 living completely off of John Town's income, and you've stayed at home with your children, your two sons. I did for about four years, and then I went to work my next, um, my next reinvention was I went to work for the entertainment book, and it was that big, thick coupon book, buy one, get one free. A friend of mine um, did it, was the manager out of Memphis, and she said, I've got a great full-time job for you, and I said, no, oh, I can't go back to work full-time. He won't let me, and she said, I'm telling you, this is going to be the most part-time, full-time job you've ever had, and it was wonderful. I um, it allowed me to um, again calling on more restaurants and that type of thing. So again, it introduced me to a whole different set of people. Um, and then I would go to different areas around the United States, starting new entertainment books. You, you traveled. 
I did. And I was very lucky and met my mother, was able to come over from Memphis and help take care of the kids. And you would go and start new travel entertainment books in new cities. Mm -hmm. Dallas was the first one, I guess? No, 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 no. Dallas is long established. But um, I started El Paso. I started Jackson, Mississippi. I would go and help in Tulsa. How do you start a new magazine? You start selling door to door? Um, with the entertainment book, that was that is an international company. They are very, very well established and they would hire reps and, and just go in. But what they would do was bring in people, seasoned reps that would go in and we would just get in the, get in a car and go door to door to door to and restaurants. You, and you trained people then basically? I did. That's, you were basically training people to start new books in new cities. Right. That is hard to do door to door sales. What year was this? This was nineteen 90, probably 93 or 94. Can you still sell that way? Door to door like that? Well, you know what? I think that I think that all of us that are in sales that are selling advertising, I think we're all selling door to door. I mean, that that's how you become and stay successful. You can't sit behind a computer all day and you can't just depend on your telephone. It's a matter of getting out there, you know, knocking on doors and turning doorknobs and going in. Uh, people want to see face to face. And I think that that's one of the things I have several clients now that have been clients of mine for 17, 18 years. And they say, I can't believe you still come in and make sales calls. And I said, well, you know, that's what I have to do to let you know that I'm, that your business is still important to me. You make sales calls. You go to events. You publish the magazine. We're going to talk about every step of that and how much all that is. So, But what happened next? So you decide you're going to get out of the entertainment book and you're going to start your own business? I did. Right what away. What happened? That was exactly what happened. They were, um, the entertainment book, they were going to, I had done it for five years. Every time John and I would go home to Memphis. <laughs> there were quotes around that <laughs> people that can't see. <laughs> home, home, Memphis. But every time we would go home to Memphis, there was a magazine in Memphis called RSVP that he and I picked up and we would look at from cover to cover. We wanted to see people that maybe we went to school with, people that we had known a long time ago. Um, and at that time, we had nothing like that here. And we looked at each other and said, we can do this. We can do this. And um, came back and started a business plan and bada bing, bada boom. So he helped you start the business? Absolutely. Absolutely. That, so you just really filled a niche. We, we did. We, um, we started um, right behind us. Um, Soiree came out behind us. How much, uh, how much further? They home? were about four to six weeks right behind us. Oh, really close? Yeah, they were very, very close. But it was the best thing, Carrie, that could have ever happened. Um, competition is a great thing. Mm. My husband always says that I'm like secretariat. As long as I've got a horse to run against, it keeps me going. <laughs> so that was, um, that was a great thing. And I think that it really drove me to be successful. What was the very next thing you did? Get, I mean, what was the very first thing you did to get started on your magazine? You came back, you decided you're going to do it. You put a business plan together, I guess, at the kitchen table. You sat there. We one did. Night. And every night I would go, are we ready? Are we ready? Are we ready? And the first thing we did is that we wanted, we created a full mock issue. We wanted, I didn't want to go out and hand people a piece of paper and say, it's going to kind of be like this, or it's going to kind of be like that. And this is kind of, so we actually did, um, we did a 16-page mock issue complete with cover. Um, you went out and took photographs took, of events? We did. Got we it. went and photographed several events in that in that November, December time frame. Mm -hmm. We put that mock issue out in December, and that was what I used to sell from. Mm -hmm. Sold December and January, and then our first issue, official issue, came out March 1st of 2002. So when you say you put that out, does that mean you went ahead and printed a bunch up and distributed them around town? We put... We 
printed about a thousand. And just had got some feedback from people. Um, I can tell you, I remember talking with Cindy Murphy, um, mm -hmm. happened to just stumble into her, didn't know her from Adam. That was when Brandon's Market was open. And um, she... What's Brandon's Market? It's not, it's it's no longer here. Long, long, long time right, ago. Okay. It, it, it's gone. Anyway, ran into her. Ran into her. And she said... Um, I love what you're doing. And she said, may I make a few suggestions? You don't, you don't know me from Adam. And we sat down and to this day, I still try to visit with Cindy once every, you know, 12 to 18 months just to say, what do you think? I think she's, she's a mentor. She is. She's a very smart woman. Uh, so you put your money up front mm -hmm. through December, January and February, mm -hmm. and then March. We and came in up. those three months, you were selling ads. We you were knocking on doors selling ads. Absolutely. And by the time March came around, you had a magazine with ads? We did. Magazine with ads and parties and bills and all kinds of things. You know, it seems kind of simple. So you, you, get, you, you buy tickets to all these uh, events, I guess, or you just go to events. And then you take photographs of everybody. And then you put it together. And then you distribute a 1,000 around town. You do that December, January, and February. And, and during that time, you're also selling mm -hmm. ads and then by the time March comes around, you are you making money? Did you make money on your March one? Oh, you're God, no. Money. Did you did you make money your first month in business? No. <laughs> well, I know you've lost money. I know you've lost money December, January, and February. By March? No. It, 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 no. it, it was... The, Starting a magazine, there's a lot of investment that goes into starting a magazine. Really? Like oh, what? yeah. Uh, so like you've got thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars it takes to start a magazine. Do you um, do you pay for postage or you just set the magazine around? We are a free pickup. Free pickup. We are a free pickup. And we strategically planned it that way. Um, I think about how many how many Victoria's Secret catalogs you get in the mail. Yeah. Do you really look at them or do you not? Yeah. I don't. Um, they just come to my house, and you might look through one, but I don't need the other eight. My that husband come. looks through. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> uh, but I think that we all get a lot of things in the mail that we don't necessarily pay attention to. And if you pick up an inviting Arkansas, you have sought it out. You've picked it up because you want to read it. Yeah, I like it. Uh, it. Knowing what you know today, is there something you would have changed about the original startup? Hmm. I really, I really couldn't say that I would. I think that I was a little naive um, I, when we first started. I hired um, a lot of stay-at-home moms that wanted to go back to work part-time. Little did we know that it would take up every part of their time. Um, I always knew that I would be working full-time, but I think I didn't really understand um, the amount of work that was going to go into it for the part-time people that I hired. So Which, I, what were they doing? Selling? No. Um, I had one girl that started. She was my first sales rep. I still have some accounts that um, that were hers from, from day one. That, so what were they doing, these stay-at-home moms? Selling? They were out, writing, laying out the magazine, art directing. Did they go to parties and take photographs? Absolutely. Mm. We all went to parties and took pictures. That's, that is part of your job requirement. Mm -hmm. We go to parties. We all deliver magazines. Um, mm -hmm. We have a delivery man, but we each have our own delivery route as well. Um, we wash windows, whatever it takes. So how many employees got now? So do you, you said you had how many? Three or four back then. Now you've got how many? I have one, two, three. I have three, four, four full-time, one part-time. Mm -hmm. And a part-time delivery. So you were about you were about right then in the amount of the amount of 
hires that you did. Mm -hmm. It's just that you thought they'd all be part-time and they ended exactly. up being a full-time job. And we have gone from um, having more people on staff um, at certain points of the time, but I have learned a lot that if we all just go to work and work, <laughs> put her head down sometimes mm -hmm. sometimes it doesn't take a whole lot of a whole lot of indians it takes three or four chiefs oh that's well said mm -hmm. that's, that's almost tweetable isn't it? <laughs> absolutely <laughs> so um what are your current challenges from the beginning it's money getting mm -hmm. people to understand how long does it take to get people to say hey this arkansas inviting arkansas is here to stay how mm -hmm. long did it take before you had street cred and then what are your current challenges now? I think that when making it through in the beginning, because I was um, independent, um, I'm not, you know, I'm not Arkansas Business or the Arkansas Times that have all been in business for a long period of time that had several publications under their belt. Mm -hmm. um, I think that in the beginning, I was probably not looked at as a very formidable competitor. Uh, here today, she'll be gone tomorrow. Yeah. Um, I think when we were able to make it through that 2007, 2008, 2009 kind of um, recession, mm -hmm. I think that it let people know that, that we were here to stay, and, and we did make it. Those weren't easy times, um, and I can't tell you how many times I thought, let's just throw in the towel. Um, but supporting the nonprofit community was very important. And that's not how it started. It was really just going to be about parties, wasn't it? Um, yes. In, in the beginning, you're, you're right. It, it, it probably in the beginning was just going to be social. But you know what, Carrie? People start calling you for birthday parties and uh, anniversaries and all of that. And so it, it didn't take very long. Within the first few months, I realized that, no, we need to concentrate on the nonprofit community. They need the help. They need people to know what's going on. Um, and that's what we did. Um, do you want to expand it even more? Are you just happy the way it is right now. I'm happy with the way it is. We talked about some expansion as far as um, distribution um, in Northwest Arkansas and that type of thing, but but they have their own publications. And I'm a small office. Um, I can't cover the parties to just be, so I want to concentrate on Central Arkansas. People that are spending their advertising dollars with me, the advertising money that they're spending is staying right here within Central Arkansas, which is more or less where people are going to read and are going to shop. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's, uh, I, I publish a magazine, and one of the problems that I think I have is that my magazine is so broad, mm -hmm. I think when you narrow your focus, it's sometimes easier to get advertisers because they go, this is all I really want to concentrate right mm -hmm. there. You know, like if you were a wedding magazine, it'd be easy to go get all the bridal the bridal floor shops and mm -hmm. bridal gown shops because it'd be very focused market. Right. So your market then, I guess, is just going to be we're just a niche central market. Arkansas. We're central Arkansas, Little Rock, North Rock, Conway, Benton, Bryant, Hot Springs, Pine Bluff. So I think I know what your strength is, but what do you think it is? In running your business, you wear a lot of hats. You have, it sounds like you, you go to the events, you're a photographer, you're a publisher, you're human resources for the four employees you have, you're sell advertising, you're the visionary. What do you think your strength is? I think my strength is, is that I have hired good people. That's a good strength. I'm not a micromanager. That's another one. I am very blessed in the people that we have hired that they truly give their heart and soul and want me and the magazine to be successful and for them to be successful. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm very blessed through the people that I have that work for me, quite honestly. I would have thought your strength would be selling. 
that's that's the thing I like to do most. That is, um, I, I still, although I have others that sell, um, I, I, I still sell a lot. Mm-hmm. And that's so unusual. That's what makes you unique. Most people don't like to sell. I say those of us that don't know how to do do anything else, we sell. <laughs> that's so true. That is so true. That's why I sell. I can't do anything else. I'm not detail-oriented. I am, um, I'm a salesperson through and through. But you are smart. You went to school to be a chemical engineer. I did. You sold for Datamax. I did. You sold medical supplies and went to surgeries. I did. You are smart. I'm smart. All right, this is a great place to take a break. (laughs) When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Michelle Town, founder and publisher of Inviting Arkansas. We'll talk about some of her favorite memories from the past 17 years of attending events and meeting the people of the nonprofits that her magazine focuses on. But first, I want to remind everyone, we're broadcasting live every Friday afternoon at 2 p.m. Central Time on both KABF 88.3 FM, The Voice of the People, and flagandbanner.com's Facebook page. And that after one week of every show's airing, a podcast is made available on all popular, popular listening sites and YouTube. We'll talk more after the break. Arkansas Flag and Banner is proud to underwrite Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy. McCoy began this broadcast with the intention of offering a mentoring platform for those with an entrepreneurial spirit. Through candid conversations and interesting interviews with business and community-minded Arkansans, Listeners gain insight into starting and running a business, the ups and downs of risk-taking, and the commonalities of successful people. Carrie McCoy, founder and president of Arkansas Flag and Banner, believes in paying knowledge and experience forward and developed this radio show as a means of doing so. The biographies, life experiences, and wisdom of her guests would likely go unheard if not for this venue. Rarely do people open up for an hour to an audience about their life mistakes, triumphs, and pitfalls. This unique radio show allows the listener intimate access into the stories of prominent leaders in our state. I'm Adrienne McNally, manager of the Arkansas Flag and Banner Showroom and Gift Shop, located on the first floor of the historic DeBorean Hall on the corner of 9th and State Streets in downtown Little Rock, Arkansas. In business for 43 years, we offer an old-school shopping experience with front door parking, clerks to help you, and department store variety. Open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5.30, and Saturday, 10 to 4. Boost morale and patriotism with a new flag or flagpole from Arkansas'sFlagandBanner.com. We have poles, hardware, accessories, maintenance support, installation, and custom flags. We have flags of all kinds for the sports enthusiast, the world traveler, or history buff, we have them all. Bring in your old flag and get $5 off a new one. Consult the experts at ArkansasFlagandBanner.com. Come shop our historic location at 800 West Knight Street in Little Rock or visit us online at FlagandBanner.com. Flag and Banner is proud to underwrite Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy. This weekly radio show and podcast offers listeners firsthand insight into starting and running a business, the ups and downs of risk-taking, and the commonalities of successful people shared in a conversational interview with Carrie. Along with this radio show, FlagandBanner.com publishes a free biannual magazine called Brave. First published in October 2014, this magazine features everyday people's real-life stories of bravery. Its goal, to inspire you to celebrate your own bravery and challenge you to recognize it in others. The Department of Arkansas Heritage recognized Brave Magazine's documentation of American life and microfiches all editions for the Arkansas State Archives. 
Brave Magazine will be in your mailbox and hitting newsstands October 2018. Free subscriptions and advertising opportunities available at flagandbanner.com by selecting Magazine, where you can read previous stories and learn about advertising opportunities. Thanks, Chris. I thought I brought you a Brave Magazine, Michelle. I wanted to show it to you since you're in the business and I'm a newbie into the business. I'd love to see it. I thought I brought one. I'm going to mail you one then. Please do. I'll send over to you. I want to take this time to give a big shout out and thank you to Centennial Bank and Kim Pruitt for partnering with the Friends of Dreamland Ballroom and sponsoring this year's Dancing into Dreamland, which is Friday, November the 2nd. And I think it may be our first sell-off, thanks to Matthew and Danette. Uh, before the break, Michelle, we talked about how ambitious and hardworking you are, what an opportunist you are, how you love selling, how everything that's in your life has, you know, really helped you get to where you are, and how you started uh, your magazine inviting Arkansas and I love your strengths which are you hire good you don't micromanage and you love selling I mean if that's not a winning combination I don't know what's a winning combination uh, let's just hear what a day in the life of Michelle Town looks like I can't imagine what it looks like what oh. time did you get up this morning well this morning I was up at 6 30 um, I had a photo shoot at Pleasant Valley Country Club at 8 um, Is that early? That, for me, that's very. <laughs> I, usually, usually I go work out first. But I, we had, did a photo shoot this morning at eight. Um, I've got we're, we're a little shorthanded today. I've got one on vacation and one leaving for Paris. So I'm wearing I'm juggling a bunch of different hats right now. Um, and then typically I go to the office. I make a few sales calls. Um, probably work through lunch. Um, go out and make a few more sales calls. And a lot of times, if it's a a Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, or Saturday, I'll be heading out between 4.30 and 5 to work an event. Yeah, that's the part I don't get. Mm -hmm. So you get up in the morning and work out because that's the only way. Only way to get it in. It's, and, and it's such a great stress mm -hmm. reliever. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you've got your endorphins going. You go to work. You make your phone calls. Uh, you make your sales. And then your afternoons are spent. It depends. If we've got events, sometimes um, we try to... Uh, divide and conquer. Mm -hmm. I bet but when I'm interviewing people, I let them know that you will be working at, at least one day a week and at least every other weekend night you will have. A lot of times it's just you're only there an hour, hour and a half, um, unless you want to stay. And most of the nonprofits are so generous that they will invite you to bring a guest. They will um, invite you to stay and have dinner. Um have drinks, whatever. It's it's the nonprofit community has been very generous towards us as well. So, how many nights do you have to work? Um, usually two to three. Are they always weekends? Not always. Um, this week we had something on two things on Tuesdays, something on Wednesday, something on Thursday, so and something on Saturday. Oh my gosh! So, and how many people covered those? Uh, three of us. So you run in with your camera around your neck. Mm -hmm. You probably have a crick in your neck. Mm -hmm. I'm carrying the camera around all the time. So you run in with your camera around your neck. You take pictures. Run out. Because a lot of times all the events are on the same night. Exactly. And then you run out and you take another event. You write down names. Then you go back. So all we've done is sell ads and take events. Now we've got to make the magazine. Right. When does that happen? 
I don't know. I think it's magic. I take the camera back to the office and I put it on the desk. And the next thing I know, they hand me pages for me to proof. I, it's magic. <laughs> so you have somebody works in the office that does it all in, in um, I don't know what software they use, Photoshop we, or something. We have, um, I have an editor and I have a production manager and I have an art director and I take it all in. And then I that's help. more than three or four employees. No, that's not. It's ama- those girls. It's amazing. Well, now you've got people though that go to that go to uh, events. Those are the same people. Those same people that do that go to the events also. Absolutely, and deliver magazines. Wow, people love you. So they like working for you. It's um, we have a nice we have a nice time. So do you all all of you work out of your home? Oh no, we have an office. We've always had an office. Um, we started it in my house, but that uh, we. We have an office where at fifteen twelve Macon Drive, we're over in West Little Rock. Do did you, are your sons all? I guess are all grown. They're grown. I have a, a twenty six year old that's getting married. He lives in Memphis and he's getting married in April. Aww. And then I have another son that works here at FIS. He's a um, what's FIS? Uh, Fidelity Information Systems. They are the um, the old Systematics. Oh okay. He's, they are the world's largest banking software company, and mm-hmm. he is a project manager, and he is 23 and is moving into his first big boy apartment today. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Shell, thanks for coming on. She had a busy day today. She, y'all, she came in so haggard. And I said, well, we're going to be on Facebook Live. She said, oh, my gosh, I thought it was just radio. I've got to go in the bathroom and fix my hair, put on some lipstick, fluff. Uh, you have had a harrowing day already. I've used that word twice today on the radio today because uh, you are busy you keep up a big busy pace um what do you consider to be fundraising season we are in it um starting september 6th um that is dancing with the stars which is one of my favorite events and you were in it you were in it i was in it i was in it it was oh it, I, it's just one of the it's just one of the most fun events and i know that dancing into the dreamland ballroom not, is yeah. not is, to be confused with that is, right. is, is are very similar and then um Gala for Life for the Winthrop Rockefeller Cancer Institute. That is on the 7th, as is the Prostate Cancer Foundation Gala. Um, and starting in September, it's just it's just bam, 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 bam. I think we have six or seven events on September 20th. And when does it quit after Christmas? It'll die down um, in December, and then it will pick back up the beginning of February. And then we will continue that through May. The summer the summer's pretty slow for us. Believe it or not. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised. But yeah, we, uh, yeah, you Dancing with the Stars actually uh, benefits the Ronald McDonald House? Dancing with the Stars benefits the Children's Tumor Foundation. Children's Tumor Foundation. And that's actually, you were a star. They were considering you a star. They must have been having a really slow year. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas Dancing in the Dreamland is actually a dance competition. And it benefits the Dreamland Ballroom. Mm-hmm. So they're not, we are, they're just competitive dancers. That's all right. Um, if y'all hear Michelle's phone going off, that's all right. I did that a couple, a couple of days ago or a couple of weeks ago, sorry. and I've been doing this for two years. I'm sorry. That's all right. That's no problem. Uh, do you have a favorite event? Dancing the Stars is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. That I love dancing into the Dreamland Ballroom. I love the ones that kind of have some activities. Um, spe- yes. Spectacular is a great event. It benefits UA Little Rock. They're, spe- what is it? It's, it's called Spectacular. And it is... Um, the University of Arkansas Little Rock? UA Little Rock. You, huh? uh-huh. Yeah, UA Little Rock. UA Little Rock. Come on. New name. Gotta, the get, the new, new name. gotta get the new name out there. UA Little Rock. And um, it benefits their athletic programs. Mm-hmm. What um, do they do? I mean, how, what's the event about? It, it's just they have a, they have food. It's at the... It's at the um, 
it's on the basketball court at the Jack Stevens Center. And mm-hmm. it's just, um, it's a little bit different group of people and it's casual and. Well, it's on the basketball floor, you said? It is. Well, you love basketball. I do love basketball. Because you're on the dance cam out here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> I wanted to do that when it comes around every time. I'm like, I should just get up and. Hey, I won down at the um, down at the Sun Belt tournament in New Orleans. I won a fifty dollars gift certificate yeah. to Acme Oyster Bar. What dance do you do? I don't know. Michelle just, Town dance. I don't know. That's Whatever so just kind of happens to hit you. It <laughs> is so fun. So you talked about uh, Cindy Murphy was a mentor to you, but and your grandmother was a mentor to you. It was mm-hmm. very close because you. You drive a convertible like your grandmother. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I love that. I hope my grandkids talk about me like that. And then, uh, but you had another mentor. I did. I've had several mentors. Um, Willie Oates was a great mentor. Um, Tell everybody who Willie Oates was. Willie Oates was, oh my goodness, she was known as the hat lady here in town. And she always had a hat on. She was a Razorback cheerleader back in the early 19-aught-aught, something Mm -hmm. or other. Um, But she was just super. And she was truly a social inspiration for me and kind of took me under her wing um a man named rick fleetwood introduced me to her he was again another one of those great philanthropists here in town that uh, that everybody knows and the organizations he has been so very very generous to but she was just wonderful and she would say okay you need to go to this one and go to this one and um she was just she was a neat lady i was very blessed to have gotten to know her Mm. um she kind of hooked you up with the nonprofits, didn't she? She really did. Um, you have a story from one of your events that you've been to that was just outrageous. There've been a lot of outrageous, a lot of outrageous events. I will tell you that um, my big fear has always been going up the escalator at the um, uh, at the Marriott. You know, going up to. I've always just been fearful. At the Marriott. The Marriott to the Marriott Ballroom. Okay. I have always because if you have on a long dress i've just always thought oh and i'm always you know to have to think about it a couple of times before you get on and just thinking about catching your long dress it happened to a lady one night going up the escalator her dress caught Mm. at the top of the stairs and said all of these people were coming up behind her and i mean and they were they were falling like bowling pins (laughs) and they had to hit the emergency stop button to try to get that was i'll never forget that that was that was quite interesting kind of like a mark brothers slapstick comedy It was, thank God it was, you know, her and not me, but um, it, it was one of those. So did your uh, your phobia about this happen before or after you saw it that? It actually event? was before, and I thought, see, this is why you have to be scared. Well, and you have to schlep around with a big camera and a dress. Do you wear flats, I hope? Please tell me you never, wear flats. Never. I never wear flats. I never wear flats. And you're carrying all that stuff around. Mm-hmm. I'm really impressed. I, I want to take this opportunity to tell everybody that uh, we're listening, that you're listening to Up In Your Business with me, Carrie McCoy, and that I'm speaking today with Michelle Town, founder and publisher of Inviting Arkansas, a magazine that features people and fundraising about fundraising events of nonprofits in Arkansas. So this year, you've been honored by the 20th Century Club. They gave you the Hope Award. You were the recipient for the Hope Award. I was. It's really nice. I was very, very humbled and honored. What is the 20th Century Club's nonprofit? What do they do? They um, do the Hope Lodge, which is there on, I always kind of say it's kind of behind Children's Hospital, but it's really kind of behind UAMS. And they house people that are going through cancer treatments that couldn't otherwise afford 
to stay in a hotel or to be able to for traveling expenses and that type of thing. Um, they used to have they just built a recently built a new house. I'm going to say the new house is probably or the new lodge I should call it is probably. It all kind of runs together. I'm going to say five, six, seven years old, but it's a beautiful, beautiful facility. And that is a big problem mm -hmm. because a lot of people come to UAMS mm -hmm. for cancer treatment. Exactly. And where do they stay? Exactly. I mean, they're already can't work. They're on a limit. They're probably already strapped for cash. And the Hope Lodge puts them up. That was really sweet. Why do you think you received that award? Um, I don't know. I've worked with them for several years. I'm going to say I've probably worked with them for the last 10 years um, through promoting the Hope Ball that they hold every, usually, it's kind of, right, you, right now it's always in March. And they have the um, Hope Angels, um, which are junior-aged high school girls that go in and they donate, um, I forget how many service hours it is, Carrie, I'm going to say, but 50, 60 service hours that they go and they actually work in the lodge working with um, helping provide meals, entertaining, playing cards, helping with um, the so children sweet. that are there. So nice. Mm -hmm. um, the executive director of the 20th Century Club said that it's what you do in focusing on nonprofits is immeasurable. That's nice. It was nice. Uh, you were also high profile in May. I was. I your copy. I told you earlier if you want it. It was quite, that was quite an honor as well. Were you nervous? I was scared to death. I thought, what in the world? I, I, I'm not interesting. I don't have anything to talk about. You but, are. Um, but it, it, it was very, very nice of um, Rachel to do that. Uh, I did my stint on high profile probably 20 something years ago. And, um, it was Phyllis Brandon, mm -hmm. and she did the interview, and when she left, I was so nervous, I called her up and said, I want to do the interview again. I said, I, I just sound like an idiot. She said, have you not read High Profile? They do not, we do not put stuff in there that makes you look like an idiot. I, went, oh, I was I was concerned. I was like, God, what did I say? And he called back and was like, oh, what did, did I say anything? <laughs> and he, she's like, I make you look good. Don't worry about it, because I just... You know, it's nerve-wracking. It it's there forever, for the rest of your life. It's much easier to be on this side than to be on that side. The interviewer instead of the interviewee. Correct. So what's next for you? Keep on keeping on. Keep on keeping on. About to, you're, um, you're not, you, are you going to have an exit strategy? You think some of your kids are going to want to take over what you're doing? You think um, one of your employees are going to? I, I, I don't see. I, if, if one of my children would be the one to take it over it would be my son in memphis he was when he was living here oh my goodness he worked parties he loved to work parties he's never met a stranger um he's just a, a super super great kid um but he doesn't live here anymore um and my other one i don't that's not his it's not his company he wants to be behind he, the computer right he, he could run the business aspect of it but he could not do he i don't think not that he couldn't do. He would not enjoy doing the I other part of it. I get tired of going to so many events. Well, we're very lucky that we don't all get burned out at the same time. So I it could, comes in cycles. It does go in cycles. And like I say, we're just blessed that we don't all get kind of go at the same time. Yeah, I would, uh, I would, because the thing that bothers me about fundraisers and really almost any party now that I'm older is the small talk. And some people love that. Mm -hmm. I mean, some people just absolutely can't wait to hear what your kids are doing and where they're going to school. And if you're a new grandmother, I can't remember what you told me. It just, it's just small talk. Mm -hmm. 
Like I don't. I, it doesn't bother me. I have. Um, I have always. My husband and I. We've always laughed. We can walk into a cocktail party together. We both go like this, and we all and we both leave together. And that way, it makes it fun and interesting that you've got different stories to tell each other. So he goes with you. Uh, no, he he goes. He picks three events. He picks three events a year that he goes to. He always goes to the Hope Ball. Uh-huh. He always goes to Dancing with the Stars. Uh-huh. He, Your two favorites. Uh-huh. He usually goes um, to Opus. What's Opus? Opus is the Symphony. Oh, mm-hmm. it's for the Symphony. It's the Symphony Ball. And that yeah. will be in October. How about the basketball one? He no, but basketball. He's all about. I'm talking about black tie. Black tie events. He picks. He picks about three, three a year that that he likes to go to. Mm-hmm. So, um, I heard you have a great pimento cheese recipe. I have the best pimento cheese recipe. Is my, it a secret? It's not a secret. My, it's funny. I took it to my Bible study luncheon yesterday, and the girls were like, "Did you make this?" And I was like, "Well, of course I made it." <laughs> the secret is celery seed. Really? So, what is it? Just cheese? Cheese? A few different types of cheeses. You have to use Hellman's mayonnaise. Have to. Jalapenos. Jalapenos. Cayenne pepper. But, spice. But the secret is celery seed. Okay, everybody. You've got the secret. Got the secret. To Michelle Towns, famous pimento cheese. Mm-hmm. Are you a good cook? I love to cook. But you're never home. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm home Sundays. I always, I always cook on Sundays. Um, I usually cook Mondays and Tuesdays. If anybody's home. Um, but I love to entertain. I love to set a pretty table. Um, and like I said, I don't I don't work every weekend. Um, we, we divvy those chores up. Um, but, I, but I do love to entertain. I love to throw a party. I love to set a pretty table. And I love to cook. That's all your grandmother's doing, isn't it? It is. That, um, my mother is a good cook. Um, but that wasn't, my, that wasn't my mother's. I didn't learn that from my mom. So did, is it true that you wanted to maybe be an actress? I would have loved to have been a star of stage and screen. Is it too late? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. I think it's a little late. What happened to that uh, that dream? I don't know. I think that whole John getting married, that whole John Town thing, and I had to go to work. I had, I had to get a real job. Did you ever think about moving out to California or New York? I did not. I, I was in plays in high school, but my brother did. I have a brother that um, has, I don't know, 65 films under his belt. Get out. He went to Emerson for a year, and he said, I'm out. And he packed up and moved to L.A. when he was 19 years old. Didn't know how what he was going to do or how he was going to make it. Um, he actually interviewed and got down to the last two on Blues Clues. Um, oh, what a great show! Uh-huh. And um, but he has ended up. He stayed out there for. He's in New Orleans now, but he he's, he's got sixty three. 63 films under his belt. He's still acting? He's not an actor. He's behind the scenes, but he is, but he's still in the movie, but he's in the movie industry. He's a, he's a um, producer. Oh, so he wasn't going to be the guy on Blue's Clues. No, he was going to be the guy on Blue's Clues, oh, but he, he was? He never made it as, um, he's, uh, was more of a, he has more of a character look mm-hmm. about him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he didn't have that George Clooney look. Mm-hmm. But that, um, it takes all kinds though. Yeah, exactly. But he has so enjoyed it. Uh, I got to go visit him in uh, New Orleans, uh, back in March, and he was shooting with Tom Hanks, a new movie called Greyhawk that will be coming out. I think that's the name of it. And it was neat to be able to go on scene and to see what actually goes on by, in, in the movie industry and the sets that they build and everything. So he's, that goes not, a, he's not an actor. He's behind no, the he's scenes. Behind What's the he scenes. doing now then? He is a, um, 
he is independent. And so as he gets through with Greyhawk, then he'll go to work for Doing another. what, though? He's a producer. Oh, he's a producer. He's a producer. Well, can't he give you a part? That's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to get with him on that one. Really, though? I'll have to get with him on that one. It's an extra or something. Oh, you know, though, the thing about acting that's cumbersome to me is it, there's so much sitting around waiting. Yes, absolutely. And I'm not a sit around waiter kind of person. I can't see you doing that. No. You're going to have to be doing something all the time. No. So how do people get in touch with you if they want to advertise with you? They can call me on my cell phone. They can um, send me an email. You want to uh, give those out? Sure. You can call me at 960-4196. Say it again. 960-4196. That's for my people back there at the office writing it down so they'll put it on your on your, on your your podcast. All right. And then what's and, your email? Or they can email me at m. T-O-W-N-E. Town with an E. Mm -hmm. At invitingarkansas.com. That's M Town with an E at invitingarkansas.com. Mm -hmm. We'll put all that up on the on your page with your podcast next week so people can call you. Thank you. You're welcome. And you publish every every month. Month. Once a month. And if you have any events, um, yeah, you know, how same do people thing. tell you about events? The same thing. If they can they can call me, they can email me, they can email events at invitingarkansas.com. We are the month of October. That issue will actually have our printed calendar in it as well as an insert. You know, it's an insert that will be, um, it, but it's a printed calendar of, of events from October of 2018 through September of 2019. I have Dancing into the I Dreamland Ballroom. It's say, already need, on there. Good. I was just about to say I need to send it to you. It's already on there. Good. So you also have that calendar online, I think. Correct. Is it stay up to date? It does. We update that at, at least once a week. Um, if, if we're very, I will say the girls in the office are great. If you'll call us and give us the information, they're great about, about getting it up online. Inviting Arkansas, if you want to just go find out what's going on to go go to an event to find out, because nonprofits are wonderful events to go to. They've got great food. Mm -hmm. And even though, and when you give your money to buy the ticket, it's going to a great cause. Do you think many of them make any money? Because I know a lot of times the events are more like public relations to bring awareness to the foundation but all the money almost but the but they putting on the event actually almost takes up all the ticket money you think any of them make money i think a lot of them make, no I, I know that a lot of them make money you know i think that some of the organizations i think that the the newer organizations um they probably have a little tougher time making huge profits mm -hmm. um but yet i think that they all make profits i think some of the larger organizations because they've been doing it for so long um, that they have really connected with their resources. One of the things I'm a member um, of the Association of Fundraising Professionals, and that's um, a big thing that we do every November. But I think that it teaches. Is it a class or something? No, it's a, it's an organization here in town, and it's um, and it's all of your professional fundraisers. It's a great it's a great organization. But the one thing that we've talked about is that to let your resources know early. Everything is about planning. And um, even when people come to me and they say, oh, we've got an event in two weeks. Can you do a story on it? There's only so much free editorial that I have. Um, and you would be surprised at the number of people that have been doing it for a long time that really do pre-plan and say, hey, Michelle, next July, can you do a story on us for da 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 da, -da? And it's probably August of the year before. It is. They're that far in advance. Exactly. I, I think that's very important for our listeners to hear that if you've got 
nonprofit and you want to plan an event, you need to plan it the year before and let everybody know the year before. Exactly. Contact early. I think that that's a big I deal. I also think it gets on the calendars, your calendar and downtown mm -hmm. partnerships calendar. Mm -hmm. And that way, um, if you are planning an event, you can go on your calendar and see if there's a conflict. Exactly. Because I think that's important. Mm -hmm. Do you think there's more nonprofits than there's ever been? I had no idea how I many there, there were until I started Dreamland Ballrooms, Friends of Dreamland Ballroom. And I'm shocked at the amount of nonprofits there are. There there really are. And they're all, and it, it's so hard because I want to say yes to everybody. Um, it seems like there's more than there's ever been. There's or tons. I, just thinking that? I think that there are tons, but I think that the need is there. I think that we as a community are becoming more aware of um, the special needs that people have. Um, you know, not only do we have, you know, there's there's lots of food insecurity uh, nonprofits now. There what does that are mean? Food insecurity. Um, hungry, hungry people. People that don't know where they're going to get their next mm -hmm. meal. Really? And that's and that's a shame. Think, ab think about the amount of food that we all throw away. As we, you know, you put the vegetables, as we call it, in the rotter, and you don't end up eat them and you end up throwing them away. So and that that's something that's kind of near and dear to my heart, food insecurity. I think that um, it's a shame that people go hungry. And then the homelessness that seems to be, I don't know what the answer is to that. but I don't know either. It seems to be, there seems to be more... Or at least I see more homeless mm -hmm. people. I don't know if there's more or not. But it seems like I see more of them. Right. Uh, we had Georgia on from our house, who's very passionate. Mm -hmm. She's one of my favorite nonprofits. They she, are awesome. They are unbelievable. All right, it's time for your gift. Are you ready? I love gifts. Yay! <laughs> Let's see if you can recognize this desk set. Where did that come from? Flag Thank banner. you so That's much. That's a desk set for the people that are listening. That's a Tennessee flag. Uh, Tennessee flag. I love it. U.S. flag. And your new home, Arkansas. Thank you. You're so welcome. I appreciate you having me. Thank you very much. Who's our guest next week? That's going to be Bob Robbins from The Wolf. Bob Robbins has been around for so long. Everybody probably remembers when he was on Kissing. Yep. He opened up BJ's Honky Tonk and one night got hit with a baseball bat and damn near killed him. He damn near got beat to death with a baseball bat. I did not it was the wild, wild west in the 80s. Let me just tell you. I lived through them. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm still alive. He was also on Kissing. He ran, you know, Kissing forever. And now he's on the Wolf. And I go out every year and hand out flags with him on Flag Day. We've been, you know, co-conspirators on Flag Day for 20 years probably. Chris, Chris, Michelle, thank y'all for joining me on the air. Thank you. Thank you. With my listeners. Uh, I also want to thank, again, Centennial Bank for partnering with us for the Friends of Dreamland Ballrooms uh, event and sponsoring Dancing into Dreamland, which is Friday, November the 2nd. Y'all all heard how to get in touch with Michelle if you want to advertise with her or if you want to uh, find out about events or let her know about your events. And if you have a great entrepreneurial story that you would like to share, I would love to hear from you. Send a brief bio and your contact info to questions at upyourbusiness.org. And finally, to our listeners, thank you for spending time with me. If you think this program's been about you, you're right, but it's also been for me. Thank you for letting me fulfill my destiny. My hope today is that you've heard or learned something that's been inspiring or enlightening, and that it, whatever it is, will help you up your business your independence, or your life. I'm Carrie McCoy, and I'll see you next time on Up In Your Business. Until then, be brave and keep it up.
You've been listening to Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy, a production of FlagandBanner.com. If you miss any part of the show or want to learn more about UIYB, go to FlagandBanner.com and click on Radio Show or subscribe to her weekly podcast wherever you like to listen. All interviews are recorded and posted the following week with links to resources you heard discussed on today's show. Carrie's goal to help you live the American dream.